0: Presentation of the Rio Grande Oil Company. is police calling all cars attention all cars broadcast 67 regarding a murder. Mad Serber, undercover wound for the narcotic squad found dead this morning. That's all roll reapers. <coughs> About May West, William Powell and Greta Garbo. That's a fucking free. And he reorganized his service station. They're calling all cars news. Hectory! Hectory all about it. Yes, sir? Let me have one of those calling all cars news with that May West story. It's free, isn't it? Yes, sir. Here you are. Thank you. Come again. Well, now that I'm here, you might as well give me some of the best gasoline you've got. That's Rio Grande truck, the gasoline that gives your car police car performance. Oh, hey. you fellas are getting a lot of that police car business, aren't you? I hear Rio Grande has the contract to supply six big cities now. I don't know exactly how many cities specify it now, but I do know that wherever it's sold, more police cars, ambulances, fire engines, and emergency equipment use Rio Grande cracks than any other brand. (laughs) Where have I heard that before? You've heard it for years, but today it's more true than ever. Yes, sir? You're using the same real Grandy crack gasoline with tetraethyl that our city police cars use. Once more, we present Keith James E. Davis of the Los Angeles Police Department. Chief Davis. Good evening, friends. In the police stories, I have brought you from our confidential files in the past. You have become acquainted with the activities of the uniformed men and the detective force. There is another and very important group of operators whose identities remain anonymous, who carry no badges, but whose work is of great importance in the complex task of policing a great metropolitan community. I refer to the undercover agents Tonight, I am bringing you the story of one of them, a woman who worked for years with the personnel of our narcotics squad, motivated by a burning desire to curtail the spread of the drug traffic, the evils of which she knew all too well. Madge Serber worked ceaselessly to send merchants of horror, the drug peddlers, to the penitentiary. What reward she earned for this tremendously important public service you soon will learn. Ma'am?
1: good to see you, Captain.
0: Send her in. Hello, Madge. Good
1: morning, Captain. Can you come for me? Yeah. Sit down. Have a cigarette? No, thanks. Not too early in the morning. Well, have you been keeping yourself, Madge? Oh, I've been around. What's on your mind?
0: I got it tip.
1: Yeah? What
0: is it? I just received some information last night that a couple of Chileans are unloading a lot of morphine in town.
1: You no, know, I heard something about that. But I was going to check on it before I bothered you about it.
0: Well, I got a line on them. Their names are Ruben Romano and Alfred Lopez. Yeah? What else? They hang out at Freddy's down on Spring Street. You know the joint? Well, I know where it is, but I never gave it much of a play. Well, you start hanging around down there. If this gets on the level, these two boys will uh,
1: soon get next to you. What do you mean? Oh, you know what I mean, Madge. You look like a hype. Don't rub it in, Cap. I can't help it if they put me on the stuff while I was in the hospital that time.
0: I know that, Madge. That's an indelible mark on you.
1: That's
0: what makes you so valuable to us, Madge. You're looked apart, but you are a user, and therefore you're reliable.
1: I'll do anything I can to stop the use of drugs. You know that even when you get them legally, like I did, to stop pain. The results are terrible. Thank heavens they finally cured me. Yeah,
0: if they hadn't, we'd be looking for you instead of working with you. (laughs) Of course. Well, Madge, you start making ready joints. Get acquainted with these two Chileans. You got their names?
1: Ruben Romano and Alfred Lopez. That's right. Now, make a buy off them. Establish yourself. And then when you make arrangements
0: for a second buy, we'll send a couple of men along with you and knock them over. Yes, sir. And watch your step, Madge. These guys don't like to undercover with them.
1: Don't worry, I can take care of myself.
0: For several days, Mad hangs around Freddy's joint on Spring Street, casually observing the way, making covered inquiries until she discovers the identity of Romano and Lopez. With the subtle tricks known to experienced women, she insinuates her presence upon the two South Americans without so much as exchanging a word with them. Then, one day... Hour, the circuit, Look, <laughs> Alfeo. There's the feet. Oh. That woman who looks like a narcotic. The one who's always here alone. Where is she? In the boot of the bar. <laughs> what do you say, amigo? Her work is done. Should we have a little pleasure? We might build up some more business for our return. Why not? Her skin is very white. She's a little old, but her skin is white. not? Bueno. Come on. Uh, buenos dias, senorita.
1: Oh, hello, boy.
0: We saw you alone, senorita, and we wondered if you would honor us by you. Sure,
1: I don't mind if I do. <laughs> Sit down.
0: Oh, muchas gracias, senorita. And may I present myself? I am Alfredo Lopez. This is my friend, Rubino Romano.
1: Hmm, a couple of Mexican boys, huh?
0: We are clean, oh, senorita.
1: Clean. Well, what's the difference so long as you have the price of a drink? <laughs> <laughs>
0: and what will really be lovely senorita drink? Can you have a pot of trade whiskey. Trade whiskey? The senorita likes, to, uh, what do you say to eat? you huh? It's me, boys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm sure we'll be good friends. Later.
1: Three weeks. You boys are are ain't you? I haven't seen you around before.
0: You haven't? We've been here every day. We've seen you for nearly a week now, every day. And every day we uh, want to speak to you.
1: Oh, come on now, Kitty. Don't handle that. <laughs> this is one of my spots, and I don't remember seeing you around.
0: We are visiting your lovely city. Don't we go back to
1: Chile? Yeah, you can. Because we might get better acquainted.
0: yeah sir. Stay with it.
1: Well, here's one new my
0: boys. <laughs> The senorita seems to like her whisky.
1: Yeah, nothing like it. and when you can't get something better. Something better? Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm afraid I do not. Oh, you wasn't born yesterday. I'm talking about snow. Snow? No, not me. That's just a popular, real joke.
0: The senorita is a user of narcotics?
1: Oh, can't you tell? Look at my eyes. Look at my skin. I've been on this stuff for years. And boy, here's the job. i You get my last talk this morning. You don't know I can get hold of some, do you? of course not. You think you are either go Oh, come on now, Tilly. Don't get on your high horse. You look as if you've been around long enough to know the ropes. And seeing you're from Philly, I thought Philly?
0: What has our native clan got to do with it?
1: Well, I see the baby in arms. Don't you know some of the best Mancurian stuff is smuggled into this country from Philly? Is that so? Oh, they took it to South America and then send it up here. Didn't you know that? No. How about it, boys? Haven't you got me on yet?
0: Why do you ask us?
1: Oh, come on. Don't call me. I know you are racket. it. Bracket? You do not understand. Listen, boys. I'm on to you, see? You guys are a couple of high-powered dope smugglers. I know all about you. What are you
0: trying to do? Who are you?
1: Don't get
0: excited. They told you such a thing about us.
1: You know Hobo Pegler?
0: Hobo Pegler? Do you?
1: Well, the Hobo and I are pals. He tells me you've been supplying him for a couple of months. Ask him if you don't think I'm on the level. Well, how about it, boys? I've got to have some stuff. I've got to. How much can you tell me? You're
0: sold out. You're
1: sold out? Now, ain't that just my luck? When will you have some more?
0: You must go back to Santiago and get some more.
1: Well, that'll take months. Two months to be exact. Well, well, listen, boys, you'll let me know when you come back, won't you? Yes, senorita, we will. You'll find me around here almost any day. Bueno.
0: We will look for you, Señorita. Two months later, just as gray dawn is breaking on a hazy July morning, a little passenger carrying freighter seeks the San Pedro light off Los Angeles Harbor. On the fantail above the turning wake stands a quiet figure peering across the gray water. Oh man, the a man approaches him telling the package under his arm. Have you seen him yet? Yes. I think that is his boat just running the breakwater. Yes. That is Miguel. <laughs> George and Innocent, gentlemen, the track is ready. See, the waterproofing is wrap tightly around it. Look for yourself. Yeah, it looks all right. that. not have land attached to the buoy, yes. see, yes. 30 foot. Yeah, yes. yes. well, let's drop it over them. Uh, wait a minute. Take a look around. Go ahead. There's no one looking. No one but Miguel. He's watching yeah, us. I hope so. There's no desire to come find 30 ounces of morphine to the bottom of the ocean. There he is. There he was. This boy is bobbing around. Just like another piece of driftwood. And before we are in dock, our friend Miguel will have the package his aboard. He'll be on his way back to the harbor. Smuggling is such an easy business Yeah, I see. Until you. you are caught. Smart men like us are never caught for new meal. Thus, did the two Chileans manage to bring their narcotics into California under the very noses of the Coast Guard and the customs men. Two days later at Freddy's joint on Spring Street, the Chileans run into their friends, mad.
1: Well, 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 if you guys ain't a fight for so eyes.
0: Yeah, buenos dias, senorita, it is good to see you again. And
1: believe me, it's good to see you. When did you get back?
0: A few days ago. You
1: got some
0: Yes, that, means that it. is.
1: what? What's the matter? What's the case?
0: If you have the money.
1: Don't worry about that. If I hadn't got the dough, I got a friend who has. A
0: friend. We do not trust people, Senorita. You can
1: trust this guy. Him and me have been pals for years, and he's got jack. How much did you bring back?
0: We have only two ounces left. I'll
1: take them both.
0: They will cost you eighty dollars an ounce.
1: Hey, what are you peddling powdered platinum?
0: We on risk, senorita. We must start there. What they sell is the be
1: very best. Oh, I don't doubt that. Hobo Pedro says it's the best he ever had. For 80 bucks an ounce.
0: Of course, if you are not interested, we can dispose of it. Well. Oh, no,
1: no, I'll take it. I'll get Charlie to fork over. Charlie? Yes, he's the boyfriend with the dough. You guys ought to meet Charlie. He'll be a good customer for you. Well, when can I get the stuff?
0: Any time you get the money. I'll
1: see Charlie tonight. How about tomorrow afternoon?
0: That it'll be all right. Oh, here? Oh, no, no, not here. We must be more careful. You come to our place on Mateos Street.
1: So. Okay. Just write down the address. And I'll be there about four o'clock.
0: Madge immediately reports her progress to Captain Littlejohn, and he assigns Detective Lieutenant Warren to accompany her to the rendezvous with the dope smugglers. Warren disguises himself in rough clothes, and the next day he and Madge present themselves at the Mateo seat address precisely at four o'clock while Detective Lieutenant Murphy parks nearby in a police car.
1: Now, remember, you're Charlie, and you're an old pal of mine, see?
0: Yes, you are. and don't worry about me. You just get out of the way if there's any shooting. Murphy and I will handle that interview.
1: Okay, let's get in here. Ring the bell. Hello, pal. Well, I've come for the shop. You will not come long. No, of course not. I told you, Charlie's the boy. You asked the jack. Charlie, this is, uh, Senor Lopez. Mm, Hiya, senor. I like you, senorita. Now, listen here, lopey old kid. You've got nerves like an old lady. (laughs) Charlie's okay, and he's got dough. We're both in a bad way, and we want what you've got to sell. Come on, don't keep us panning out here in the cold.
0: Mm, Very well, if you say so. You have any money, senor? Sure. Take a look at this roll. Well, no. Come in, please. Rubin!
1: come on. Oh, no, stranger pal. This is my friend Charlie. He's got
0: to go. Oh, bueno. Y a ti me parece también bueno. Let me sample it. Hmm, feels all right tastes better. Yeah, it's good stuff. How much dough do you want? There are two answers here. Uh, $80 a month, senor. It'll be $160, senor. $160. There you are, I got it. Jesus, gracias, senor. Hey, when can I get some more of this? It looks okay to me. We will let you know. I will tell you each. Oh, fine. It's just then. Now you can stick them up. You're under arrest. What do you see Come here, amigo. I know you're drunk. Stop with those shoes. Get out of the way, man. Ah.
1: Now you looters, come back here. <laughs> <laughs> you killed my parents, and your senorita. You are totally a fool. Romano's on the You don't moving a pistol. They'll murder him.
0: Detective Warren's bullet ends Romano's life as he attempts to escape. But Lopez is placed in custody and charged with violation of the State Poison Act. Facing deportation to Chile, he is held in the Los Angeles County Jail, and there he strikes up an acquaintance with a huge Negro. What you all in here for, Mexican? I no, am not a Mexican. I come from Chile. Chile. <laughs> Most likely you all to a place that ain't uh, Chile, or you don't know understand. Uh, what you all in here for? What they arrest you for? Narcotics. Don't know. I'm in for the same thing. The police didn't do this for me. The woman. And they killed my friend. How's that, boss? A damn thing got you here? What's her name? You all remember? Mad, she called herself. Mad. My death, no Count Tramp. What's you look like? Old, white face and yellow hair, is that the one? Yeah, that's nice. got me sent up too. Said you want to buy some snow and when I got some for, they put the coppers on me. So I said, don't make it out of here. I would to myself. I so will take her life. Just the way she made them take the life of my friend. Well, you ain't a-gone up forever. Violating this violating the poison act. Well, you only do that for a few years. They won't send me to the penitentiary. They will send me back to Chile. I can never come back to this country. And I want that woman out of the way. uh, Look you here, boss. Uh, I'm still going to be here. But, you know, they send me away for a few years and then I'll be out again. I'll still arrange to bump off. If you want, Matthias, you would. Sure. Of course, it would cost you some money. Of course, it was, Matthias, my friend. How much would it cost Well, now, seeing as how I got a grudge against that name myself, I'll, uh, I'll bump her off for you for only $25. $25. I'll pay it. As soon as I get back to see her, I may be sure you'll get out of your way for good. No, don't worry, boss. When I bump them off, they stay bumped. Oh. The, Chile. the negro is sent to Sam Quentin. Several years passed. Evil years for the dope peddlers who crossed the path of Mag Ferber, undercover woman. And then one day, a few months ago, Mag walked into the office of Captain Pitwood of the Narcotics Squad.
1: Hello, Mag. Hello, Eddie. Well,
0: oh, you've been seeing yourself, Mag. You haven't seen you for a long time. I've
1: been walking around keeping my eyes open. Yeah, that's the job? I got a line with some boys putting out coke in the blackjack.
0: Let's have the lowdown, and I'll send
1: some men out there. Oh, will your daughter? Central Avenue is a pretty dangerous place for a woman to work. Listen, Eddie, I'm too old a ham at this game to let that worry me. You'd better let me send a man along with you. I'll be okay. I'll get tired in my way. Those coppers of yours still look like coppers no matter how you dress them
0: up. Well, I still think it's there.
1: Don't you worry, Eddie. Just stand by and I'll tip you off when I'm ready to make the bar. <laughs> So
0: Mag plays it her way, frequents the beer gardens along Central Avenue, makes casual contact with men she suspects of being dope cutters. And then one Saturday the evening, accompanied by an escort, she appeared at a table in a black and tan resort when three Negroes enter the place and stroll toward the bar. Boy, you all hours, baby. Yeah, man, we thought you all never would get out of the beer house. Well, I'll tell you, Put me back up there. I don't like it no huh? Come on, Billy. What do you like to drink? Give me a big glass of beer. <laughs> oh, them trucks do look good to me. Draw three of them 26 ounce buckets, Memphis, and don't make them all foam. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Israelite. <laughs> yes, sir. Bernie yellow gals, no Gillette Pound and diapers, and beer. Man, while I was up there drinking water, <laughs> you boys got beer. Yeah man, there you are, be. Fold yourself around that. mmm, mm, my first glass of beer. It goes. Boy, does that taste good, old oh, boy. Uh-huh. Hey, what's the matter, Benny? Yes, she is. Yeah, who is? That white woman walking toward that door, that blonde. What about her? That's the preacher that don't send me up. She's a school teacher. no. know I'm telling you, doc. then Send up a friend of mine to a white boy from down in city. She's no good. I'm going to get her. Now, come on, Benny. Put that ring away. We just got out of the big house. You all don't want to go back there tonight. I'm right going to get her now. Oh, come on.
1: That's Will you take a cab, Maid? Oh, I'm on to quintetown.
0: Just a minute, you. Just a minute. What do you want? Don't remember me, eh? You hop-head Just go going, boy, or I'll call the police. Put him, Freddy. Leave your hands off him. Oh, well, you don't remember Benna Watson, eh? Well, well, I just put in three years in the big house on the
1: town. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. You don't, eh? Well, maybe this will help you. out. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: When the two negroes disappear down an alley, Madge's escort and the cab driver assist her to a feast. She is badly beaten, her eyes blackened, her clothing torn. They take her home, and the next morning her friend returns to discover how she spent the night. Madge? Oh,
1: Madge! Are you the landlady? I am. What's the trouble? I was trying to rouse Miss Herbert. Yes, uh, I know. She told me last night that she'd had a bad fall, poor thing. Bad
0: fall? Oh, yes. Yes, of course. Have you the key to her room? I'm afraid maybe she's sick.
1: Why, no. She not the only key I have when she came in last night. And she said she lost her pocketbook. Oh, I
0: see. Well, I'll have to try knocking again. Max? Max? It's Hobo, Max. Look here. I'm worried. I think we'd better break the door in.
1: Wait. I, I don't want to bust my doors down.
0: I'll pay your planning damage. Well, no, If you're okay, go ahead.
1: Max? Max? There
0: he is. I want on the couch. Max? Max? Wake up, Madge. Put the up. Good heavens. He's dead. Mad sober is removed to the morgue, where during the routine autopsy, she is found to have died of a basal fracture of the skull. The homicide squad is notified and detectives Joe Silke and Thad Brown are assigned to the case. They question Maggie's friend in discovering the circumstances of her injury. They enlist the aid of detectives Plensky and Smith of the Narcotics Squad and drive out Central Avenue to interrogate the proprietor of the Deer Garden when the disturbance had occurred. You the boss here? Yes, I go in. What do you know about a fight out front last night? I don't know nothing about no fight. Don't give us the runaround. A white woman was knocked down last night out in front of your place. This morning she was dead. Hey, yeah you know what that means? Yeah, but uh, I didn't have nothing to do with it. We're not saying you did. But you do know who did it. The empty air, white man. I'm fixing to caress no razor between my ribs. No, sir. You better come clean with us or you may find it tough to get a license to sell beer. you all can't put me out of business. I didn't say we could, but we might make it pretty tough for you. Now, look here. This thing is serious. If you know what's good for you, you'll come clean. Well, come on, Spill, Give. Or else. Well, you, you might ask the Welcher about it. Who's the Oh, Just the Welcher. And then the B.W. B.W. What does that mean? We'll give them a the measle. Welcher and B.W. All right. Come on, Tom. Oh, I can't say nothing more. Only there's the Welcher pulling away from the curb with yeah. that gal in the room, Come on, Tom. <laughs> Detectives tail the Welcher to a house on the side street off Central Avenue. They see him leave the woman in the car and enter the house. Then they pull up behind the Negro's car and filter casually saunters up to it. Well, hello there, sister. Where's the uh, Welter? Welter?
1: He just went in the house. Oh,
0: thanks. That's all I wanted to know. Oh, come on, Sansa. Sansa, you. you and Smith go down to the back. And you, sister, keep your crap shut. what you all want. Is the, uh, Welcher here? The no Welcher?
1: I don't know no Welcher. Yeah? Well,
0: we know better.
1: You all can come in here. We're
0: police officers and we're coming in. Look, go. There's only moving behind that curtain. Come out of there. Pull the curtain. What do you all want? I ain't done nothing. Benny did it. Where's Benny? Benny, he skipped town. I don't know where he is. Yeah? Well, you're coming along with us. Maybe a night in jail will refresh your memory. The welter and his pal, Tommy Washington, picked up later, convinced the officers that although present at the time of the argument, they did not strike the fatal blow. Expressing their willingness to turn face evidence and thus escape accusation of complicity in the case, they furnish police with a description of their friend, Benny Watson, actual murderer of Madge Service. Watson's description and fingerprints are broadcast all over the country, but for several weeks nothing is heard of him. Then in the magistrate's court in Bruegel, Kentucky. <coughs> Excuse Benny Gibson, there's a... are. He's suspicion of murder and party, so not the man we're looking for. 60 days. Oh, Judge, uh, your honor, that's a long, long time. I ain't done nothing. I was just walking down the street. I was on my way to Memphis, Judge. Well, we aren't anxious because I drove up with lately. You pay the cost, I'll give you a suspended sentence, providing you keep right on going to Memphis. Yes, Judge, yes, I'll do that. Uh, uh, What will the cost be, sir, uh, your honor? $4.60. $4.60. $4.60. $4.60. Uh, the yes, judge, I only got $2. dollars yeah, i have to go to jail. But I got an overcoat. I could talk that if your honor would let me. Or to get $2.60 for that. Yeah, well, if you can raise the fine, you'll be released. Really Thank you, old judge. Thank you. And I promise I'll never come back to Louisville no more, no how. <laughs> The unfortunate Negro can raise only $2 on his overcoat. Logging the required 60 cents for his fine, he wide-collects to his in Jackson, Mississippi, requesting funds. Next day, the chief of detectives in Newarka receives a routine report from the Federal Bureau of Identification in Washington. Well, Ed, this is a break. Oh, what's that, Just a minute. Bring down that prisoner, folks, with Danny Gibson. Oh, what do you want with that bag? He isn't a bag. Just wanted some murder in Los Angeles. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they send his mug and prints into Washington as a matter of routine. And here comes the answer that his real name is Benny Watson. He bumped off an undercover woman on the coast. That's hey, 60, sir. Send him in. Well, well uh, you do done come, Chief. Here it is. Here yeah, what is it? Uh, that? 60 cents I'm on the city of uh, Louisville. My sister sent it to me in the afternoon mail. Uh, here you are. That makes it square. <laughs> Well, so I guess I'll be going down the Memphis now. Not so fast, Watson. What's that? Uh, what do you say? I said Watson. Oh, my name's Gibson. Yeah? Well, let's call you Watson for fun. The same mail that brought you the 60 cents also brought me some good news. Yeah? I'm so glad to hear that, Chief. I'm not so sure that you will be. The news is that your real name is Benny Watson. And you're wanted in Los Angeles for murder. <laughs> Detective Fab Brown is sent from Los Angeles to Louisville to bring Watson back. For two days, the Negro refuses to discuss his case as the two sits cooped in a compartment on the transcontinental train. Then he breaks and admits his guilt. But to him, his misfortune is not completely clouded with bad luck. For he observes to Lieutenant Brown, You know, Mr. Brown, it's a mighty lucky thing for me that you didn't catch me down there in the Mississippi Valley. That is not there to lose me. You know, Mr. Brown, them white folks down there, they just ain't civilized. (laughs) Benny Watson was a fortnight ago, found guilty of manslaughter. ...and sentenced to serve for one to ten years in San Quentin Penitentiary. But this all too lenient punishment can in no way make up for the loss sustained by the police department in the death of valued, affiche Madge mag-server, undercover woman. Thank you, Chief David. Ladies and gentlemen, let me call your special attention to the year's biggest bargain in motor oil, an oversized quart for a quarter. Every can of Sinclair Opaline motor oil is sealed at the refinery with two extra ounces in each quart can. And this is unusual motor oil. It has won international fame. On the reputation of Opaline oil, Sinclair has built the world's largest independent oil business. Sinclair Opaline is used by the Army, the Navy, by leading transcontinental railroad and airplane lines, such tremendous sales permit Sinclair to give you a sealed can of oil that should sell for 30 cents. But you get an oversized quart for a quarter. It's a sensational value. And you can get Sinclair Opaline motor oil wherever you fill up with Rio Grande cracked gasoline. And by the way... Don't forget to ask your real grand dealer for the new March issue of the free Calling All Cars News. Los Angeles three calling all cars, attention all cars, cars. cancellation broadcast sixty-seven regarding a murder. The suspect case is now in custody. That's all. Go so this is your narrator, Frederick Lindsay, bidding you good night for the Rio Grande Oil Company.